All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Talent Acquired. I am your host, Chris Nakiso with Chris Edward Consulting. And today we're joined by guest Louis Berlanga, who is the North American sales leader at Lenovo on the smart technologies and collaboration side. And he and I will be discussing the topic around recruiting talent and specifically not being solely focused on industry talent, but rather talent period, regardless of what industry a professional comes from. And so, Lewis, I can't thank you enough for taking time to have this discussion. Is It's a pretty important topic today, given the landscape and the shifts going on. And so, for those tuning in, Lewis is, this is a new position for him. He just landed this. So, congrats, Lewis. And for those who don't know, why don't you explain, you know, what it is you do at Lenovo and what Lenovo does? And we'll jump right in. Yeah, thanks for the time. So, yeah, I'm on day 15 at Lenovo. I'm the senior sales manager for collaboration for North America, which really just is a real fancy name for sales lead on our collaboration team. So Lenovo has a, a really robust portfolio for cloud-connected collaboration platforms like Teams, Zoom, and Google. And our, our portfolio is really designed to deploy in room systems and make sure that they're set up properly. So my team is responsible for kind of evangelizing that space, talking about moving organizations to the next next generation cloud capabilities and really talking about how they can take advantage of ubiquitous video, enabling video all over the place as we work with our alliance partnerships. Most of the time that we work on are really just things like uh, helping our end users, helping our partner community, and ultimately our customers how to do video a lot better for them and their environment. Yeah, so it's it's really been a nice to have in terms of the technology, right? Supporting everybody that's been, you know, virtual for the last pretty much almost a year now, actually probably more than a year. And it's also funny too how, you know, video is now back in vogue. Where before, as you know, video is more of a want rather than a need. And now it's it's a it's a big need, especially with how businesses are looking at how they communicate, you know, currently with their existing employees and and even customers. So it's funny to see how things have shifted. And also, too, you know, with the advancements in technology, which is creating new industries and expanding existing ones, in addition to the changes as organization employees go through this, you know, hybrid work model moving forward, you know, the big question that I think a lot of organizations seem to struggle with at times is the talent piece. I hear this all the time. We need talent from the industry. And there's so many talented individuals out there. And my, my question to you is, you know, how do you go about introducing new talent into an industry in terms of recruiting? Yeah, I think a couple of things really jump out for me. I look at it really more as an opportunity, right? An opportunity to get the best player available, right? If you, you look at how pro teams go out and get talent and how really successful organizations go out and build their teams by finding the right people that fit a culture, that fit a style, that fit, that are going to buy in to what the vision and strategy is going to be moving forward. And so one of the things that to me, not only COVID did, but, you know, we're in the middle of a blizzard. I can work from home. I've been a time telecommuter since 1999. So that's, to me, isn't anything different. I think organizations, when they sent everybody home at the beginning of 2020, was, hey, this thing is really productive, right? This is something that we can use for a lot of people that can really help expand what they can do. They can work their own hours, their own kinds of things. So it really is about finding people 
that have a little bit of get after itness mentality. They have a little bit of, I'm going to own my own business. I'm going to own my own strategy. I'm going to own these things. I'm going to control what I can control, but be a part of a team. And kind of like I was saying earlier, at the end of the day, there's it's about how can I get better every day? And so when you look at the opportunity that's here, we can use this kind of technology all day long. And if you have to travel to to get to a customer or to get to a client or get to a convention, then where does it really matter where you're coming from? And so making sure that you're looking for talent around the things that are important to you and your vision is really the key piece. I think you double that down with the fact there are some really young talent out there that are stepping, you know, kind of like those older millennials that are stepping into their next phase of the career, looking for leadership opportunities, looking for growth opportunities, looking to make a lot of money, right? And a lot of money is going to come with, I got to hit my numbers, I got to hit stretch, I got to hit all those things that are important to growing a business because you can't grow a business without having sales. And, And from a sales perspective, sales solves a lot of problems. You know, I've said that a long time, a lot of time. I want people that are hungry. I want people that are looking to to create a momentum and really move from one stage of growth into another explosive growth. And I think that's the opportunity that's that's at hand with what we're doing now. Yeah. And I agree with you. The question I'm going to ask you, and, and this is from a hiring manager's perspective, because doing this for so long, I've been doing this for about eight years in terms of helping organizations scale their teams and find and identify talent. But when I get on these calls, there are times where I'm in full agreement with organizations, you know, you're going to need talent from the industry. There's no way around that. But then there are times where you don't have to pull from the industry. And sometimes I think it's best not to because you get new blood, you get new life. And there are some very talented individuals and, and even folks that we've placed into organizations that didn't come from the industry and then become top performers and then they get promoted. You know, because they're smart, they can figure things out, they know how to communicate, and they have that drive, that intrinsic, like, internal drive of of wanting to be great at something. And now they got this opportunity to learn something new. So what do you say, you know, like I said, as from the hiring manager standpoint, what do you say to the hiring authorities with regards to opening up their minds to talent outside, you know, the industry? That's a really good question, because... You start getting stuck in the, this is the way we've always done things. I know that playbook. I've done it all the time. I know if I run it, we're going to score. No problem, right? And the challenge is is this guy isn't as fast as that guy was, or this guy isn't as big as that guy was. And and there's some real challenge. I hate to keep going back to sports analogies, but from a big perspective, I think the challenges that most hiring managers have is the people that you want usually aren't looking for jobs. Right. So they're not looking for work. They're not out there. You got to go find those guys or use resources like yourself that can kind of bring them to the table. But then it's it's a challenge, right? Because sometimes you got to overpay. Sometimes they just don't want to leave. I'm totally happy where I'm at. And so then you have to start looking outside of that space, get somebody from the industry, get somebody that's peripheral, right? There's a lot of times I'm a big fan of hiring engineers that were sales engineers at one point and were a big part of the sales motion and sales organizations but they never actually carried a bag or they carried a bag from an inside sales perspective. Those people are hungry. They're super knowledgeable and you can use them as dual-hatted people. Let them be SMEs around certain things. I think that's a big space. The other thing is the worry and the concern of if you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you always got. And that's a real danger when you get stuck into a rut 
especially when you're exploding away into different categories and into different sections of a market or even growing new markets. When you're going after big players and you're trying to be smart, trying to be nimble, trying to be faster, you can't always expect the same type of people to be there for you. I think you can take parts and pieces of what you'd like, maybe one or two of those on your team, but the others have to be able to learn. They have to be able to be responsive. And most importantly, I think they have to jive into whatever culture you're trying to build. I think that's a big piece is you have to get to a place where you're thinking about, do I manage people or do I lead people? And when you lead people, that gets to a point where they outrun you and they get to a place where they're helping carry everybody along. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of saying if, if I'm the smartest guy on the team, I built a bad team. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you want to get people that are going to challenge. And then as a leader, especially from a sales perspective or any type of management perspective, the leadership responsibility is to challenge them and then champion them so that they have those successes early and often and then just repeat. And yeah, you know, like you said, if you always do what you've always done, then you always get what you've always gotten. And I agree with that because I still see companies do this. They will continue, right, to just walk off the cliff. Like a herd of sheep. They just, they, they, the cliff's right there and they're just, they're still falling over it. And, you know, recently we had a client who engaged us and, you know, it was interesting to hear what their situation was is they went through four sales reps in about a year and a half. And I was just kind of blown away. And I asked, you know, were they all from the industry, out of the industry, all from the industry? You know, if you can get the talent from the industry, do it, right? Proven, do your thing. But if you're having this type of thing, you know, you got to think outside the box because, you know, as I mentioned earlier, there are some smart individuals that, you know, in that time that it took them in, in, in like a year and a half, two years, somebody really good could have gotten ramped up, learned the industry, been a productive member to the team. And now you've got to produce an individual that's, you know, off and running and doing their thing, you know, looking at it from a different angle. So are you still seeing this from, you know, I feel like hiring managers, they'll compare former employees that were in the industry that left or current employees that are doing really well from an industry standpoint, when actually it's like, what are the skill sets that make them good? I think what you're starting to see is looking for talent that is very complementary resources. You look at organizations right now, companies like Zoom that are going after voice talent, right? They're going after all these legacy voice dudes that were hardcore butt set kind of people. They, the Avaya bunch of, of sellers that were out there that did a really good job selling on-prem PBXs. But there's enough difference in what they're trying to do. Just think about the subscription model, right? Instead of buying one big license that you own forever in perpetuity, you're buying licenses in a monthly perspective. Some salespeople have a real hard time understanding, you mean I got to stay here for three years so I can get the whole paycheck? When, when if you just wrap your mind around that, dude, that's mailbox money, right? You sell this thing right now and every month you're going to go to the mailbox and there's going to be a check for you. And you sell 20 of those in your set, right? And so you start looking at ways for everything as a service. So then, hey, maybe I'll start looking at people that were selling software before as a service and I'll teach them the voice piece or I'll teach them the collab piece. I think there's a lot of things that we kind of get stuck in the mentality, oh, it's got to be an industry veteran. If I only had Tom Brady, I could win Super Bowls. Well, you put Tom Brady, right? Yeah. yeah you put Tom Brady on the Lions, and they're probably not going to win Jack, right? <laughs> I could probably say that about the Cowboys too, but God bless the Cowboys. But I, I think there's 
there's a lot of times, right, that you get kind of stuck in. I, I want this guy. I got to have this gal that did X, Y, and Z, but they're not available or they're just not really right. Honestly, I think that's really the thing is if you're talking, if you're trying to talk about the old days to customers that are buying now, that are buying differently, those are the things you really have to care and feed for. Because once you get to a place where the customers are asking for things differently, they, they're not wanting to make a big paycheck write a big check right now, right? They're trying to buy monthly. They're trying to use OPEX dollars, not CAPEX dollars. And so if you got somebody that only wants to sell licenses that are perpetuated big fat checks, like, yeah, that's not going to happen anymore. And, and nobody's buying that stuff, right? And so I, I think that's the challenge is that when you start looking at the parts and pieces of on that are on your team, what are the pieces that I need? What are the pieces that I have to have? What are the pieces that I'd like to have? What are the pieces that I better have, right? And all those Parts and pieces make up an organization. And I think that's really the, at the end of the day, when you, when you say, I got to have the right team, it's one thing than saying, I got to have the right guy or gal. Yeah. So Lewis, what are some of the ideas to help organizations who are willing to adopt the idea of recruiting talent outside their prospective industry? Yeah. I think the big things for, for most organizations is really, where are you trying to go? Right. And a lot of times it's about a consultative story. Having people that can be storytellers is really easy to bring them on and teach them a, a new narrative, if you will. The other thing that I would say is from a direct end user perspective, if you're there to solve problems and that's your mentality, the customers are going to love whatever it is you're trying to do because they have pain points. And I know if I'm feeling pain, that's a bad thing. And I want to spread that pain around. I'm not going to be the only one feeling it, right? And so the the idea of helping everybody, the mentality of helping everybody, and how do you recruit people into the collab space is really showing that TAM that's out there, right? There's a lot of opportunity out there. That's where everything is going, right? If you look at some of the legacy businesses, I've been in the video conferencing space since the late aughts, right? Prior to that, it was more networking and some other collaboration pieces. But for, for sure, video conferencing since 2006. And so for me, if if you have a bunch of people that missed a boat on those big immersive telepresence deals, there's another deal that's happening right now, right? If I look at the late 90s, when people were going to the internet and there was a big chunk of people that didn't understand the internet, companies were buying routers and switches so they could get their applications to the internet. That same thing is happening right now. Except instead of the word internet, it's cloud. And so I, I was on a, a conversation the other day. I, I think I read something from an analyst. I think it was Frost and Sullivan saying that the number one priority for IT buyers today is to get their applications into the cloud. And their number two priority is to get video turned on everywhere. So if you think about it, if you've got somebody that's looking at Collab, you're looking, you have a cloud-based solution or you're selling cloud-based offerings for collaboration with video, it, and it, there you go, right? This is, the market is telling you, this is where you should be, right? If you're selling hardware and other things like that, that not everybody's trying to buy anymore, if you're selling big data centers, it's probably not the best thing because everybody's going to the cloud. I think if you look at the market and you see where this is going, and if you're ready to admit that it's about the cloud now, it's very loud. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with you. And it, it's so funny, you know, the way we did things 15, 20 years ago, how we would pay friends, you know, if we lost a bet, it was cash. Or you do a roll of quarters if you were a boss or a roll of pennies, you know, and they just look at you like you're crazy. 
now you you just everything is via Venmo, right? You don't have to step foot into a bank anymore, and it's way easier. It's more effective. You know, obviously, talent. I'm <laughs> talent's not that easy to find. At the end of the day, you still got to have a formula. But for those organizations that are having those challenges and they just rely on industry talent, and then they pay this absurd amount of money for someone who's just not who's just not motivated. You know, they're just leveraging their 20 years of industry experience to get the best offer when really they just, they don't care. And so I get the end of the day, you got to look at yourself, right? And, and make the adjustment moving forward, you know, because there's some great talented folks to, to be had out there. It's just, you know, are you willing to adjust some things in your criteria? If you look at all of 2020, right, and run up to the pandemic and the fact that everybody got shut down and sent home and had to continue working in different ways, you couldn't have done that in the past. We, we would have been really out of luck, right? Because it was super expensive to sell bridges. I mean, I was there in the Tanver Polycom days, the life-size days, where we were selling hardware codecs and big MCU bridges that were hundreds of thousands of dollars. Man, we made some fat cash doing that stuff, and it was great. But it was a it was a nice to have technology, not a have to have technology. And the thing that kept it from becoming a have to have technology was it was so expensive and only the biggest organizations could have it or it was only like C-suite stuff. Right. But now my grandmother can call her granddaughter on video through things like Zoom and Google and all these other great technologies that are out there that are just easy. And if it's not easy, it's never going to get scaled. Right. If, if you have to be a super expert in something to be able to just to make it work, it's not going to scale. You have to consider Stephen accounts payable, Sally and HR that are just going to go into the room, hit a button and talk to each other. That is has to be that. I couldn't agree with you more, man. I think this is you know, a great place to kind of shift. And the question I've been asking a lot of my guests are when we're all cleared to go and you can roam, I guess, the earth freely, where is Lewis going? I'm going to walk outside my back door, <laughs> pick up the, the ball and throw it to my dog, just sit there and relax and know that this is over. No, I think there's, I want to get on a plane and go to New York. I love it. I love it. I think uh, New York is a big, is a big thing that, you know, there's always that, that city that's there. Yeah. So I, I'd say New York. Yeah, man. Right on. New York it is. Well, hey, I can't thank you for taking the time to, you know, have this discussion, especially for those out there who are trying to find ways to, you know, build out their teams and their current ways aren't working. They got to change things. So, yeah, thanks, man. I, I appreciate the conversation. I'm in the same boat, right? I'm looking for people. There are a lot of people out there looking for jobs. And that's the other thing is just take, take, a, take the time and effort to keep an open mind and ask. And for those who are interested in connecting with you or even interested in opportunities with Lenovo, you know, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Dude, LinkedIn. LinkedIn's great for everything, right? That's how they can get a hold of me. Uh, El Berlanga at Lenovo. Drop me a line. Give me a buzz. I'm around. I'm out there. It's L-U-I-A. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Well, hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in. And, and Lewis, again, thanks for being here. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Appreciate it. Take care, Chris. 